Today we're talking all about neuroticism, what exactly it is, how it can present itself, and what we can do to learn to manage the negative emotions that it often brings up. Stick around. Welcome back. My name is Nina Lavon. I'm a life coach that specializes in personal development. And here at this channel, we talk all about our emotional well-being, understanding our own psychology, and leading our best life possible. So if you aren't already a subscriber, please take a moment and become one. We definitely want you to stay connected. This video is by request and also kind of a follow-up to a video I did a few weeks back on the theory of neurotic needs. So in that video, I simply went over psychologist Karen Horney's theory that oftentimes we develop coping mechanisms for anxiety that turn into strong needs or neurotic needs. So I will go ahead and link that video down below. But today we are going to be answering the specific questions what is neuroticism? How do I know if I myself am neurotic? And then I will offer eight different strategies to help us manage our neurotic behavior. So let's start out with that first question, which is what exactly is neuroticism? So neuroticism is one of our big five-factor model personality traits that is studied within psychology. It usually is connected with the tendency to feel negative emotions such as anger or anxiety and sometimes is referred to as emotional instability. The other four major personality traits in the five-factor model are openness to experience, conscientiousness, extroversion, and agreeableness. Now, just like neuroticism, all of our personality factors really appear on a spectrum. So we either score high in them or we score low in them. So it's not as if we are or are not neurotic. It's how much neuroticism falls on that spectrum. So yes, it is true then that every single one of us has some degree of neuroticism, but what exactly does that mean? Well, people who score high in this category are more likely than average to experience such feelings as anxiety, worry, anger, frustration, envy, jealousy, fear, guilt, loneliness, and a depressed mood. Some psychologists believe that it is interlinked with a low tolerance for unpleasant situations or stress. So if we score high in neuroticism, we can expect to be very emotionally reactive, to be extremely vulnerable to pressure or change, and will be more likely to view situations as threatening or overwhelming or feel that even small frustrations are incredibly difficult to navigate through. Now, if this sounds incredibly relatable, you are not alone. I myself have struggled with neuroticism for most of my life. And in fact, it's only in recent years that I've actually been able to truly manage it. And a degree of neuroticism can actually be helpful in some situations. It can actually help to bring some balance to our life. It becomes problematic, however, when it starts to really dominate our personality or we start to really get flooded with negative emotions. So what exactly does it mean then to say someone is neurotic? What is neurotic behavior? 
Well, it simply means that we are affected by neurosis in some way. So we may worry a lot. We may always think in terms of worst case scenarios. We may tend to ruminate over situations. Interestingly enough, however, the word neurotic is typically not something that therapists actually use. That's something we've kind of really adopted through pop culture. And again, if this all rings a bell, do not worry. It affects many, many, many people. And a lot of people who are actually extremely creative and successful actually have a high degree of neuroticism a lot of the time. It's just a matter of figuring out if we are actually able to use this to our advantage or if it's actually causing us a lot of suffering. So how can we really deal with neuroticism? So if we have determined that, yes, I am definitely struggling with neurotic behavior, there are a number of strategies that we can use. The first thing is that we have to understand that negative emotions are natural. They are a part of our daily life a lot of times. So we don't want to try to push them away. We do want to acknowledge that we have these feelings. We just don't want to dwell on them. The second thing that we can do is to practice mindfulness and to develop some coping strategies. So by mindfulness, I simply mean that we have a tendency to experience suffering when our mind really travels to the past and all the things we can't control there, or if we are really worried about the future, kind of you know catastrophizing and thinking about worst case scenarios all the time, that generally leads to a lot of negative feelings. But if we can instead learn to pull our focus back to the present moment, we're going to find that in this actual moment right now, there is probably nothing terrible happening. It is always in the past and the future where we find most of our suffering. The other thing, again, is to think of different coping strategies that can help you with some of these negative emotions, such as meditation and yoga or playing a musical instrument or doing other things that you enjoy. The third thing that we can do is to learn to challenge our negative thoughts. Most of these thoughts are just completely automatic and irrational in nature. And we can learn to challenge these thoughts with different types of therapy that we can even perform on ourselves. And my favorite type of therapy is cognitive behavioral therapy. And I did a video on this already, so I will go ahead and link that down below so you can have that resource. But basically, it's just learning to challenge those negative thoughts and replace them with constructive more positive thoughts in our life. The fourth thing that we can do is to learn to better express our feelings. Now, this can be challenging at first because we're really taught as children to only express positive emotions. So we tend to learn that we need to bottle in anything negative that we are feeling. We're afraid to think about them. Sometimes we're afraid to express them. But when we express them, we can learn to get past them. It's when we really try to hold it all in and bottle it all up that it starts to cause a lot of suffering for us. And the fifth thing we can do kind of goes hand in hand with that. And that is if we feel like this is just too much for us and we need an intervention, we can seek the help of a therapist. And if this is the route that we feel that we need to take at this time in our life, we just want to find a licensed mental health professional that can absolutely help us through the situation. The sixth thing that we can do is try to be more proactive in problem solving. So a lot of times we can directly see that our habitual 
habitual behaviors end up causing us a lot of anxiety or other negative emotions. So for example, for myself, I had two major issues. One was procrastination and the second one was that I was extremely disorganized. Now having these characteristics led me to have a lot of negative outcomes. So once I addressed these things, I was able to naturally experience much less anxiety because I was not triggering it through my you know, procrastination and disorganization. The seventh thing that we can do is to try to add balance to our life by participating in lots and lots of activities that we actually enjoy. So when we struggle with neuroticism, a lot of times we spend hours and hours and hours a day focused on our negative emotions and our negative thoughts. So to balance that out, we need to have more fun and enjoyment in our life. So that's something that we definitely want to make a priority. And the eighth thing that we can do is to journal. I know I say this in many, many videos and it's only because journaling truly is life-changing and paradigm shifting. So a lot of times we have these negative emotions, but we don't really know what they are. We don't know where they are coming from and we tend to have a lot of jumbled thoughts. So what journaling can do for us is help us gain lots and lots of clarity because so many of these feelings are subconscious. We don't realize that we have them. So sometimes it takes us seeing it in black and white because when we start writing, things come out that we're not even aware of a lot of times. And it also just helps us to stay in touch with our feelings and on top of our emotions. And when we can better understand things, we can actually address them and we can work through these issues and problems in our life. So while it is extremely unlikely that we can entirely change our personality, we can certainly use these strategies to help manage the amount that neuroticism actually affects our lives. So I would love to hear what you feel that you struggle the most with and which of these strategies you feel is the most effective or if you have additional strategies that you would like to share with the community. So as always, if you liked this video, please give it a thumbs up, share it with someone else who may need to hear the same message today. Also, again, if you weren't already a subscriber, please take a moment and become one. We definitely want you to stay connected. And I thank you so much for spending time with me today. Have an absolutely extraordinary day.